Hello, and welcome to the very first edition of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. And you're probably asking yourself, well, what is a comedy podcast podcast, or CPP, as they call it in the podcast business? Uh, it is a podcast about comedy podcasts. I uh, will be playing um, some snippets, bits and pieces of comedy podcasts from around the interwebs for you, the listener, and you can decide whether you want to go off and listen to the whole thing in its entirety, maybe subscribe, become a regular listener. Maybe you're already a regular listener to some of the comedy podcasts that I will be featuring, and uh, you just want to see what's coming up this week uh, to whet your appetite, so to speak. Uh, my name is Mark Hershon. I am your host in this Suckatash medley of comedy podcasts. And uh, the players will change from week to week, uh, depending what's out there. There's so many comedy podcasts, I can't hope to cover them all. Hopefully, you, the listener, will tell me about podcasts I'm not talking about. And let me know them. I'll go listen and feature them here. And sometimes people probably don't want me to give away some of their golden moments. So I'll try to be respectful of the comedy podcasts that I'm talking about. In a lot of cases, I actually know a lot of these comedians that host the podcast and have asked their permission to feature them on this show. So if you know a comedian and uh, think he should be featured here or she should be featured here, let him know that this is going on and I'll be happy to cover them as best I can. In today's episode, we've got a uh, full rack of comedy podcasts, uh, including, oh, Greg Proops in The Smartest Man in the World, Pop My Culture, Comedy Death Ray, Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, the David Feldman Comedy Podcast, the Nerdist Podcast, After Hours with Mark Pitta, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, and Fitz Dog Radio with Greg Fitzsimmons. So a uh, whole bunch of stuff coming up for you today. We're uh, also sponsored in today's podcast by uh, Henderson's. Henderson's makers of uh, fine pants, actually. And uh, we've got a couple of pants that uh, they are specially featuring uh, with a couple of commercial messages. Hopefully won't uh, take up too much of your time later today. But they are paying the bills, uh, the fine folks at Henderson. So... Um, uh, please at least listen to their commercials, if not actually buy their products. Uh, so first off, let's get started with um, After Hours. It's a new podcast by Mark Pitta. This is just his fourth uh, episode. It's a doozy. Uh, it features Dana Carvey. And this is actually from a few weeks ago, but it's the latest one that's up. And uh, it's an interview with Dana shortly after having a guest hosted Saturday Saturday Night Live, and uh, they talk a little bit about um, the rigors that that job brings with it. Hosting Saturday Night Live is a completely different sport than being a cast member because you're by proxy just in every single sketch. So you leave the read-through on Wednesday, you're in 14 things. Um, They're all going to evolve and change their singing, rehearsal, dancing. So when you're a cast member, you might come out of the you might on wednesday be in four things or three things uh, two that you might be just a supporting player and then one is a leading player so it's much more relaxing it's more intensive and controlled over your pieces but when you're a host you're 
you you have a lot more work to do. You know, you, you're you're doing photo shoots and and you're doing promos and you're it's just a, it's a lot harder work. I think it was really hard hosting it when I first hosted it in my early 40s. So that's just physically hard. You, you know, the demands are more. I find. I mean, you know, obviously Betty White did it, so people might go, "What are you talking about?" It really depends. <laughs> You know, well, you have you bring a lot to the table, and they have a lot of options with you. And they and originally, how many sketches were you in? Um, you know, probably thirteen or fourteen, and then it cut down to like seven. You know, so you had to memorize all that stuff. Yeah, you got to prepare for it like you're going on TV. And the main thing is like every second you're doing something for the for those last two days, thirteen, fourteen hours a day, and every second you're trying to make things better. Like I sang that song. And we had one melody and read-through on Wednesday and then had to change it. So even at 10.30 on Saturday night, I didn't really have the song. And, and uh, Why did they, they want to change the tempo? I don't know. Well, the melody line, everything, I don't know if it was a rights issue or something, oh, but okay. we had to change it, and so I didn't really even have it. So all, all day long, they come with the keyboard, and I was trying to learn the song as I'm going on in 45 minutes. Wow. It's great. So you are busy 24-7 on that show. You have what? Four hours sleep a night, and then you go right back. Yeah, yeah. So it's physically hard. It's, it's still really fun because it's so ridiculously challenging. Yeah. You know, you just completely hardly know your lines. You're just going out there, and, and then, you know. What was the re- uh, response when you first walked in for the new cast? How did the new cast respond to you? Um, you know, just so nice. It was just kind of, I realized that, you know, <laughs> it made me feel like, you know, the years have passed because the guy who played Snooky, Bobby Moynihan, yeah. he said to me very seriously, it's the greatest night of my life in show business because he had gone trick or treating as a church lady. <laughs> so, you know, that's part of the reason I did church chat, you know. Oh my God. He got to be, he got to be in church chat with you. That must have blown his mind. My little surreal, so... Um. And there's a little taste of After Hours with Mark Pitta, his guest Dana Carvey. Uh, Mark Pitta hosts Mark Pitta and Friends in Mill Valley, California. It's a Tuesday night comedy show that's been going for six years uh, strong so far. Fantastic crowds turn out. Uh, Carvey turns up on occasion. Robin Williams will drop in. Uh, and it's uh, it's a big showcase. Oftentimes you don't even know who's going to be there until you just drop in pays pays your money and goes in to seize the show you can catch up with mark pitta at markpitta.com you can also subscribe to after hours uh, through either his website or at itunes all right uh let's see up next uh let's go to the nerdist podcast featuring chris hardwick and his sidekicks matt and jonah they're probably actually partners but uh, i I just call them sidekicks until I'm told otherwise. This was done a couple of weeks ago at the South by Southwest show in Austin and features special guest John Oliver from The Daily Show. Great stand-up from England and also has a recurring role on Community on NBC. Let's give a listen to a snippet from The Nerdist. (laughs) I mean, is it uh, like the idea that, that so many people get their... Actual news from from, no, from Daily I Show. I know, I, don't, Chris. I know, no, I, don't. I know, I know. But some people do. Some people do. I don't think that's true. So I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to be getting news from other sources to even understand what we were talking about. So I think that's only occurs when it poses a question: Do you watch the Daily Show or cable news? And if people go to us, and I'm not even sure they do, if they go to us over that, that is 
through a failing of the cable news <laughs> rather than the success of what we do. We're a comedy show. Yeah. That, we're pretty open about that. <laughs> they are a news show and seem to be... There's some subterfuge as to whether that's actually the case or not. So, yeah, I, I really don't think young people, if I may cast you all with that. Uh, I don't think young people do get their news from The Daily Show. I okay. think they come to us for comedy. And if you come to us for something other than comedy, you are going to be disappointed. <laughs> I, uh, I tune into CNN for holograms. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I flipped over to Headline News for the whole the, uh, the Japan earthquake thing, and I was like, oh, Headline News would probably have... Nope, showbiz tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but the Kardashians are really great. Headline News yeah. doesn't... <laughs> it's hard to keep up Headline with News them. doesn't really count, though. That's, that's, that's the kind of news you want if you're in an airport. Right. Nothing to... Ironically, heavy. I was. Yeah, there you go. See, that's it. <laughs> Do you think you'd be able to, like, you know, at some day, if, you, if, you, if you're not working on the Daily Show anymore, would you go to work for someone like CNN, or would, are you going to no, go... No, okay. no. Because <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a comedian. Will you end your comedy career? <laughs> to... No, but I. But listen, it, like if you know, if, if 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 someone took over and they were like, we want to make the, you know, like we want to we want to do be funny and like we want to present news in a funny way on, on a certain show, like I would say you should go and do that on a comedy channel, <laughs> and if you work for a news channel, stop trying to be funny because you can't do it and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, I would never ever do that because I'm not a qualified journalist. I do as. Unlike what perhaps it seems, I do have great respect for good journalism. But, so I can't do that. I have no journalistic skills or responsibility. That's what, at times, makes my job so easy. Because when you're interviewing people, they expect it to be within the rules of politeness that you get in journalism, and they are very quickly disappointed by those parameters. I mean, at this point, people must know what they're getting into if, they, if you interview them. I think they do, but I guess there's part of them that thinks, well, you know, it's going to be like a news interview. He's not going to tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> not for one page of questions, I'm not, but then that is going to happen. <laughs> Do they not understand that you guys can edit the footage however you want? It's amazing how... Because people do believe what they say when you're interviewing these people. They, you know, we, we talk to them because they do hold these opinions. And so some of the crazier people, that often those that, that you think come out the worst from those field pieces, are often the ones that then call up the next day to say, can I have 30 copies of that on DVD for my family? And you think, you can. <laughs> but I wouldn't in your position. But I think, I think they're like watching it thinking, why are they laughing? I've made an entirely coherent point about the birthplace of Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> yeah. They don't understand. They don't see where the comedy is. No. Coming. It was Chris Hardwick and uh, Nerdist Podcast, along with Matt, Jonah, and John Oliver, their special guest. Uh, Nerdist, uh, they're pretty uh, regular in terms of getting, I think they get a couple of podcasts up a week. Uh, they're alternating having a guest and just uh, the hosts just doing the show themselves. They've had some great guests on, so you want to go back and check that on iTunes. You can also go to Nerdist.com. Uh, they've got a lot more than just the podcast going on. Chris Hardwick, I think, has a book coming out. He keeps talking about that. I think it's later this year. Uh, it's sort of the Nerdist way, I think, is the title. Not exactly sure. Uh, those of you uh, who are a little bit longer of tooth, such as myself, uh, will remember Chris Hardwick as the host when he was uh, a young fellow of um, Singled Out on MTV, which was actually produced by a couple of friends of mine. Um, anyway, 
Uh, this is Mark Hershon, by the way. And if you're wondering uh, why I'm hosting this show, because I thought of it, that's why. I also know a lot of these comedians, as I mentioned. I uh, did uh, some time in radio, about six years in radio. Um, also an improvisational comedian, teach improvisational comedy in San Francisco. Uh, I've written some screenplays, written a book, uh, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, anyway, let's uh, get on with, uh, you know what, let's... Uh, go to a kind of a funny little show that uh, I, I came across. It's getting very popular. I think they've only had nine episodes so far. It features Michael Ian Black, who uh, you may know from a lot of his uh, work he's done on Comedy Central. He's been in some movies, uh, has written some movies, written some TV. Also, Tom Cavanaugh is his partner, starred in uh, the short-lived show Ed on NBC and has uh, popped up in some guest starring roles here and there. And uh, apparently these guys have been friends. They were actually both in Ed. And, um, well, they do a show called Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. And that is precisely what they do. Uh, it's about a half-hour show, sometimes runs a little later. And each week they pick a different snack food to uh, talk about, open, eat, and alternately enjoy or despise, depending on how poor their memories were from when they used to eat them as a kid. Uh, they rate the snacks, and then that's the whole damn podcast. But it's actually uh, pretty darn funny. I think it's really just an excuse for a couple old friends to hang out. So uh, take a listen to Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. You brought in a four-pack of blueberry muffins. I did. These are generic blueberry muffins from the Food Emporium, a supermarket here in New York City. And uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to crack open the clamshell. I had a please crack it open. Yep, give it a whiff. Now I had this thing it says it from their bakery. I didn't want to go it was an interesting thing to buy the great muffin from the great bakery of which we have plenty in New York. I felt might skew our podcast. I'm with you. And so I brought in just what you might just pick up while you're buying your groceries. Right. Muffin, muffins. Although eat. you don't normally – at least I don't normally buy my muffins at the grocery store. No, but I don't feel like – are you, you? most people aren't going to an artisanal bakery for their muffins either. It's kind of, <clears> a, it's kind of an impulse buy. You grab it when you're getting something else. And often when you're at your place of work. Sure. Selection of muffins. Trish comes around. Trish comes around. She's like, I got an extra muffin. You want it? It's brand. Sorry. The chocolate chip's all gone. Right. You know what, Trish? Come back when you've got a chocolate chip muffin, okay? The Food Emporium sells a nice smelling muffin. Mm. I got to be honest. It's, uh, and it's a good size. Some of these muffins are too big. Yeah. Now, it's a good size. And I can got, palm it. Uh, I can palm it comfortably. Well, this is what I'm about to say. This is why when I earlier in the podcast I said, behold the muffin. The muffin, I mean, look at that. In terms of when we talk about snack, this kind of says a lot. Boom. There I have in my hand, you know comfortable fist load of snack mm -hmm. it's good right it's it is a aesthetically pleasing snack a muffin always looks homemade you know not it, always i disagree with that i disagree with me too that's mike and tom eat snacks or mates as it is shorthanded uh, as featured here uh today on succotash the comedy podcast podcast with me your host Mark Hershon. Uh, again, uh, Mates uh, features Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh. And you can 
catch up with them at soundcloud.com. I don't think they have their own website for this show yet. And the show is available uh, for download from itunes.com. So go back and uh, hear some of the other fine snacks. That was talking about muffins, but uh, they've talked about um, fudge stripe cookies and bananas and a whole bunch of other things in their first few shows. So go back and catch that. Uh, time now for uh, our first uh, commercial from our sponsor, uh, Henderson's, Fine Makers of Pants. And uh, this is a commercial for the uh, Henderson's Breakaway Trousers. This portion of Succotash is brought to you by Henderson's Breakaway Trousers. For the first time available to the public, Henderson's Breakaway Trousers are the ideal solution for you, whether you're a man suffering from weak bladder syndrome or premature ejaculation. How many times have you been running late for that important business meeting, only to find that your bratty bladder doesn't care about snaps, buttons, zippers, or belts? And who hasn't been on that date of a lifetime with the hottie that everyone wants to bang? You'd like to make a good showing, but darn it, those pesky spermatozoa want out, and they want out now. Friends, when you're sporting a pair of Henderson's breakaway trousers, you've got the confidence to know that you'll be down to nothing in no time at all. And before you can say Jack Robinson, it's bombs away and you're good to go. Originally designed for the military, the theater, and penitentiaries, Henderson's breakaway trousers are available online and wherever fine pants are sold. Available soon in women's styles, too. That's Henderson's breakaway trousers. Ah, the Breakaway Trousers, uh, the fine folks at Henderson's. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Mark Hershon here on Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast, where next up we have Pop Mike Culture. This is a, uh, a rambling comedy show. Uh, features a good friend of mine, Cole Stratton, as one of the co-hosts, and Vanessa Ragland is his partner in crime. This week, they featured the Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is an ongoing show in Los Angeles. Uh, the cast uh, has a sort of a set cast, and they rotate people in and out. I think a guest uh, visiting with the show uh, this week was um, Colin Hanks, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so let's, uh, let's give a listen to Pop My Culture. My little lyrics would be like, so James, if you wouldn't mind kicking it off. I'd love to. Wait, I'm sorry, we're singing this? And no, are you just speaking, speaking it? I don't know how it actually Bringing goes. Truth this actually could song. be a little uh, Bukowski-esque uh, <laughs> when you think about it. It's kind of beat poetry, 7 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up in the morning, got to be fresh. Got to go downstairs, got to have my bowl. <laughs> got to have cereal. Seeing everything. The time is going, going ticking on and on. <laughs> Everybody's rushing. Not everybody. Well, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get down to the bus stop. Got to catch my bus. I see my friends. My friends. <laughs> Kicking it in the front seat. Well, we'll go to Burroughs, maybe. Then. Kicking it in the front seat. Sitting in the back seat. Got to make my mind up. Which seat can I take? It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. It's a good Burroughs. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Second best Burroughs. Weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking to the weekend. I'm still working for it. Partying, partying, yeah. Partying, partying, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Jesus. 100 more lyrics. Fun. <laughs> Looking forward. 
<laughs> to the weekend. <laughs> Amazing. Now I see my name. Is this where I speak? That's, that's you. Really? That's how we do it. And this is me or Sparks or what do you want? <laughs> A uh, little so sparks and a little uh, uh, your adventure tier. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is sparks. Seven forty-five. We're driving on the highway, cruising so fast. I want time to fly. Fun, fun. Think about fun. So you know what it is. So. <laughs> I got this. You got this. Uh, my friend is by my right. I got this. You got this. Now you know it. <laughs> Kicking in the front seat? <laughs> Sitting in the back seat? Gotta make up my mind. Which seat can I take? It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. You can see that character April 2nd. <laughs> Truly? Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend Friday, Friday. <laughs> Honestly, don't know what to do here. Okay. <laughs> just have fun with it. I'm just gonna have. I'm just gonna have fun with it. Think of a duck. Yesterday was Thursday. Thursday. Today I is Friday. Friday. Party, Party in. We 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 so excited. We so excited. We gonna have a ball today. Tomorrow is Saturday. Graver, more, more grave, a little more grave. Tomorrow's Saturday. <laughs> and Sunday comes after. Wards? Wards. Wards. <laughs> Wards. I don't want this week to end. Weekend. Weekend to end. Oh, jeez, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm just so bad. Well, this is the uh, the rap bridge, by the way, that another. Let's have. Oh shit! Well, if that's it, all right. Here we Wait, go. Who, where's oh, Demasha? I'll be Rebecca well, Black. Really is, so you gotta. You, you so chilling in the front seat. Less ethnic. In the back seat. I'm <laughs> driving. More ethnic. Cruising, fast in the lanes. Actual record, switching lanes. With a car so up on my side. Now, passing by. Bus in front of me record. makes TikTok, so TikTok, want to scream. <laughs> Check my time. It's Friday. It's a weekend. Yeah. We're going to have fun. Come on. Come on, y'all. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> Got to get, get down, down on, on Friday. Friday. Everybody's looking, looking forward to the, the weekend. 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 So. Friday. Friday. <laughs> Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Oh, you had to. Nice. I just got a ringtone. Two more songs, you guys. Pop My Culture with their guests, the Thrilling Adventure Hour cast, and capping on the Rebecca Black Friday song that's getting a lot of notoriety, let's call it. This is Mark Hershon, your host in Succotash, on Succotash, with Succotash. I haven't quite figured out the nomenclature yet. Um, it's the Comedy Podcast Podcast, where we feature comedy podcasts from around the interwebs. Uh, you hear snippets here, and hopefully you'll run off and uh, give a listen to the fuller version of the shows. Uh, Pop My Culture can be heard at uh, popmyculture.com. And also, you can subscribe via iTunes. I think all the shows we have today, you can do that. But I will keep mentioning it because maybe Apple will give me some money. They won't. Um, let's see. Let's go to 
Um, the Smartest Man in the World. That's the title uh, that Greg Proops has uh, given himself in his podcast. Uh, it's just Greg in a room full of audience, and uh, he just talks. It's what Greg Proops does best. Give a listen. Pop My Culture with their guests, the Thrilling Adventure Hour cast, and a capping on the Rebecca Black Friday song that's getting a lot of uh, notoriety, let's call it. This is Mark Hershon, your host in Succotash, on Succotash, with Succotash. I haven't quite figured out the nomenclature yet. Um, it's the Comedy Podcast Podcast, where we feature comedy podcasts from around the interwebs. Uh, you hear snippets here, and hopefully you'll run off and uh, give a listen to the fuller version of the shows. Uh, Pop My Culture can be heard at uh, popmyculture.com. And also, you can subscribe via iTunes. I think all the shows we have today, you can do that. But I will keep mentioning it, because maybe Apple will give me some money. They won't. Um, let's see. Let's go to um, The Smartest Man in the World. That's the title uh, that Greg Proops has uh, given himself in his podcast. Uh, it's just Greg in a room full of audience, and uh, he just talks. It's what Greg Proops does best. Give a listen. You have a mother, you have a sister. Think about their health. They need it too. Changing topics, as I promised. 50 pound alligator found at Hemet pot growing house has new home. Now apparently the town of, is it Hemet or Hemet? It's, is it Hemet? It's down here in uh, what we call hilariously the Southland. <laughs> Even though I was just in the actual south of the United States, which is more accurately the Southland, but we Californians on the news call our uh, Southern California the Southland. A 50-pound alligator found by narcotics agents while raiding a Hemet pothouse. First of all, pothouse, awesome. How, how do I get invited to a pothouse? I mean, I like to think I like to entertain that I have a pothouse at my house, but my pot my, I don't have a house full of plants or anything. But I just love calling it a pothouse. Has a new home, the forever, the forever wild exotic animal sanctuary in Phelan, another town I've never heard of down here. No, I've heard of Valley Village, is it? And 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 Calabasas, I've heard of that. I've heard of Monrovia, uh, 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 of Tustin, uh, and even Palmdale and Lake Elsinore. I've heard of those. Hemet and and Phelan completely fucking made me go to MapQuest. Uh, he was. So they found this a 50-pound alligator on the premises there. Narcotics agents raiding... And by the way, they're not agents. They're policemen. I have an agent. <laughs> and my agent does not sell narcotics in any way. He's a very nice Jewish man, and there's no narcotics there. That was the thing I liked the most about the movie, um, the, the, the Matrix, was that the, the most evil force in the universe that enforced corporate law of, of the weird delusional universe they had created were called agents. And I thought for all show business people, that one fucking hit right. Bullseye, bullseye, come with us. Uh, Agent Smith, was it? Uh, narcotics agents raiding the pothouse made the surprise finding amid dozens of plants and seedlings. The four foot long gator had been living inside the home where the owner had set up a concrete tub with water so the reptile could stay wet. See, potheads think ahead. <laughs> and they're considerate too. I don't know that I would have thought of building a bath for an alligator. I think I might have let the alligator just walk around or whatever.
Oh, Greg Proops, funny man, Greg Proops, smartest man in the world. Greg and I go way, way back. We actually both uh, served time in uh, the Comedy Underground, which was the Punchlines House Improv Group in San Francisco in the mid-80s. And uh, had the uh, the honor and opportunity of working with both uh, Greg and Michael McShane, who had come to us from uh, their old improv group called Fault Line, which uh, sort of fell apart. And uh, just after they left us, they both got involved with um, Whose Line Is It Anyway over in Britain and uh, then uh, the American version as well. And Greg Proops is uh, touring uh, on occasion. You can see him in comedy clubs around this great country of ours uh, if you're in the United States. Otherwise, just the United States. Anyway, that's Greg Proops, the smartest man in the world. You can uh, find that at greg-proops.com. And also uh, iTunes, of course, you can download that. From Greg Proops, let's go to another uh, fine comedian, Greg Fitzsimmons. Uh, Fitz Dog Radio is the name of his podcast. He's also featured on Monday nights at midnight on Howard 101 on Sirius XM. But uh, he oftentimes holds his guests over and then does his own uh, podcast with them. In this case, it was a couple of weeks ago with Larry Miller, who's uh, actually a guy I, I knew a long time ago. I used to manage a comedy club in Seattle, Washington, the Comedy Underground. And Larry Miller actually headlined there quite a few times in the couple of years that I was running the place. So uh, we got to know each other fairly well. And I, he's one of the nicest guys in comedy, one of the funniest writers around. So uh, give a listen to Larry Miller visiting uh, with Greg Fitzsimmons on Fitz Dog Radio. I'm going to open the floor tonight because I haven't... People, while I'm on stage. <laughs> here's, here's, here's one uh, from my past. This was... Uh, this is uh oh back in the when we were on uh, baby comics back in the New York clubs that you that you mentioned and I was working at a club up in Boston called Nick's Nick's Comedy which, Stop which used to say we used to call N I X Nick's it's still <laughs> the sa the only place in America where I've seen an F troop bar fight. It's the only place still where you see the chairs are flying. You know, the camera shot over the swinging goes da 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 da, and they're flying over the tables. One night there was a an, an actual swinging empty pitchers fight. Tables going over. The police come. This was a Saturday night first show, by the way, which we normally know. It's that's a good show. One. It's a heck of a yeah, show. That's the grown-ups. It's it's your money show. And on this show, there was a bar fight. There's the police come. They throw out 15 people that get arrested. There's others. There's four others who just get thrown out. They set the tables back up again. I'm in the back. I tiptoed off stage. And the owner said to me, okay, now you can go back and finish. Yeah. And I said to him, uh, I don't think I, sh I should, you know. I just have these word pictures. It's very complex <laughs> sentence structure. I don't think I'm your guy for right now. He said, now, no, go ahead, go up. And you know what? He was right. Yeah. Because it was a terrific set, and the club could take it, and stand-up could take it. The reason I bring this story up is there was one guy who waited outside for me. I don't know what he had against me, but he was with five or six friends, and... They're all like from the cast of The Town or The Departed, you know, yeah. which is, it's one of my favorite places, but you know, I've had... A, They've got flat tops and Celtics jackets but on. Also, and, they, they got that, and they, these are all great movies that, yeah. I, that, you know, who wouldn't love to be in these movies, but I've about had it with movies where the whole thing, the core of it is, be who you are, yeah. you know who you are. Yeah, be you're, true to your friends, what are you walking away from us, Sully? That's you're right. too fucking so good that, for us now? That's right, you're from here. 
You're not from there. You're from here. Yeah. And you know, all right, I'm from way, here. Being, being true to the old friends is a recipe for failure in most lives. You're supposed right. to move on. I know who I am. You know, you know who you are. All right. Yeah. All right. Be so, you. The be you. Be yourself. You, not him, you, yourself. Oh, what are you, big Hollywood fun? Yeah, I moved to Hollywood because I'm in the entertainment business. Oh, you big fun. Now you're Hollywood? Well, no, that's where I live. <laughs> yeah, so at any rate, this guy was waiting for me, and I, I lost it. I've never been... Listen, I have my, my passions like anyone else, and I can, uh, you know, I have no problem hating people I think deserve to be hated. Well, blacks you mentioned during the commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So it's uh, the point is though this guy came up to me and and pushed me. This was in the winter, and he just said something that you know uh, I can't even remember. But he just said, you know, you're a this, you're a that, you know. And I lost it. I was wearing a winter coat. I still have one of those road to perdition material tweed coats. You know the whether the material is like an inch and a half thick. In the rain, it's a thousand pounds. <laughs> So I'm wearing this thing that's freezing out, and I lost it. I just wow. unbuttoned this thing and I put it down, and I went over to him, and I and I pushed him on the chest, and then grabbed. And I'm not a, a tough guy, by the way. I, I, I had six fights in third grade, and I think I lost them all. But I mean, that I got so mad, my blood was up so high, and I when I I, I went up to him and I said to him, I'll never forget this. I said. After, you know, he, he suddenly got terrified. I don't know what my face used, would look like at that point, but I got up really close to him, and I just said, and he was fat or very, very overweight, and I just said to him very softly, but with whatever intensity I had, I don't even know where this came from. It's a dark place. I said, you know now that no woman will ever want you. And you'll know now from this moment forward that no one will ever want you or ever care about you. And you know it now because I'm telling you now, no woman will ever want you. And he started. Sounds like my sleep tapes. <laughs> <laughs> but so this wasn't. It's not that I hit the guy. No, I but I love way. that. Yeah, when you I get thought... intense and you, you are looking at a guy. The thing about being a stand up is. When you get a heckler, you've got about .6 seconds to sum this guy up, get inside his head, and find his kryptonite. And you knew what this guy's was, and so in your rage, you didn't go big. You went small. And by the way, there, were, there was like five guys and, and four women, and one of the women came up to me. Suddenly, again, this is what I mean by people becoming nine years old again. She came up to me. She was really nice. She said, what are you doing to him? Leave him alone. He's not a, yeah. a bad guy. I said... What he just did to yeah. me, I said, and I'm standing there outside in the snow in my shirt sleeves, and the way I perform, <laughs> you, know, you know, I've got a rep tie on and a Brooks Brothers shirt. What am I doing? Yeah. But, and I took the coat off, and I looked at her, and I looked at him, and he's, like, scared, and I thought, why did you even do this? And suddenly I thought, this is the nuttiest place. Then I went back into another good show. Well, guess... Fitz Dog Radio with Greg Fitzsimmons, his guest, Larry Miller. You can find that at gregfitzsimmons.com. You can also subscribe via iTunes. And uh, Greg has a uh, new book out, so you'll want to uh, check that out. Again, find that at gregfitzsimmons.com. Um, and, uh, gosh, we're kind of running out of time. We've got time for uh, a few more clips from a few more shows, and uh, again, thanks to uh, to Henderson's Pants for sponsoring today's edition. 
of Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. I am your host, Mark Hershon, and let's um, let's switch gears and go uh, to sort of a live on stage performance at the South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, with Comedy Death Ray by uh, Scott Ackerman is the host and special guest Paul Rubens, who uh, is better known to many as Pee Wee Herman, paid him a visit there in Austin. So let's give a listen to Comedy Death Ray. What would you do? <laughs> what would you do in the in the early days of the character, uh, and you would just go out on the Groundling stage and do it? What would you do? Uh, I mean, I, I assume you know I went all over the place, not just the Groundling stage. I'd show. I, I went to a went to a cattle call audition for the dating game as Pee Wee Herman. Oh, that's right. Really early, one of the very first things, like probably before I'd done Pee Wee a second time at the Groundlings. I saw, like, in the little casting paper, like, if, you know, contestants for the dating game, and I thought, like, wow, yeah. <laughs> and I went in my suit and, you know, the whole thing, and they were, they were like, oh, my God. I mean, I actually, I felt really strong, like, I'm going to be on this show. Like, the second I walked in, they were like, yeah, okay. And I filled out the form and it said, like, uh, you know, what are your hobbies? And I put cleaning my room and all this weird stuff. And, I got home, I got home, and I lived pretty close to, to where it was. So it was like two, half an hour max from the time I left there till I got home. And I used to have an answering service uh, called Sunset Dial. And you would call them, you would call this number, and then they would go, you'd say, Paul Rubens, and they'd go, all clear. And I would always think like, I hated those people, you know, because they never had a message for me. Um, it wasn't their fault. And I would always think, like, you're probably, like, a monster, you know? No one can see you, you know? You're just, like, some freaky, weird monster person. I, I don't know. I had all this weird, misdirected anger at those people. Um, but on this particular day, the very first time this ever happened to me, I got there, and I, I got home, and I called Sunset Dial, and I said, Paul Rubens, and they went, oh, you have a message. And I, I was like, so excited, because I never even had a message. And uh, it was the gong show. I mean, not the gong show, oh, the dating game. The gong show was later. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the gong show yet. Um, but that was my introduction to Chuck Barris. I, I made three appearances as Pee Wee Herman on the uh, dating game. I won once. Did you go on the date? I never went on the date. Not, only because we never could work it out, and then the girl got married. <laughs> We went two years back and forth, like, how about now? How about now? And we could never work it out. She wasn't available or I wasn't available. And it was to Acapulco. Wow. Did, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. The one I didn't, one of the ones I didn't get was Acapulco. My trip was to somewhere like San Simeon in California. It'd be like, you know, if you look here, like, your trip is to Dallas. You know? You Mine must was take like a that. drive for three hours. I was going to do it, though, anyway. Um... Did Even you though it was, it was a chaperoned date, you had to go with a chaperone from the show. And some... Did you ever hear from the girl after the, the Pee Wee Herman character became famous? I did, once. That's how I knew she got married, actually. Wow. So, in the early days of the character, would you... Uh... <laughs> that is Comedy Death Ray. Uh, you can sometimes see that in Los Angeles performing uh, live. Scott Ackerman is your host. There he is with Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, who uh, sounds like uh, there's a whole new show that's uh, ramped up that I haven't seen yet, but looking forward to 
getting a chance to at some point. They were at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. You can find Comedy Death Ray. I, it seemed like their website was not functioning uh, when I tried to go there. Uh, are, their show is distributed by Earwolf.com, E-A-R-W-O-L-F.com. And, of course, you can also get that from iTunes. But I'm not exactly sure why their, their site didn't seem to be functioning seem to be buggy more than just not there so uh, maybe they can take a look at that if they're listening to this uh, a couple more clips left uh gonna take you now to a show that's not a comedy show per se although one of the two hosts is a comedian dean Hagland is an improviser and a stand-up you may re- remember him as one of the lone gunmen from the X-Files TV series. His partner on the show is Phil Lairness, who is a uh, uh, film uh, director, sorry, film director and a violence prevention specialist, as is mentioned at the top of nearly every one of the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour shows. That's the name of their show, uh, sponsored by Chill Pack, which I think has, uh, I think has met some somewhat of an early demise it's a great invention that dean actually came up with to uh cool down your laptop computers but i think there's some sort of manufacturing uh snafu they i don't know something happened but um they were going great guns for a little while and now um they're still called the chill pack hollywood hour so let's uh let's give a listen to uh, their most recent show but one of the disclaimers was for the uh for the agents for the casting director for the actors themselves and it's for a uh, McDonald's commercial. No way. I love that in all caps, uh, it's instructed that the uh, performers auditioning must, uh, well, must be. It's always fun that they use a negative incorrectly, but they must be, all caps, not overweight. <laughs> You're kidding. No, in the in the breakdown. Must not be overweight. No, must be not overweight. So must be underweight. What? How? Just so interesting. Wow. But then here's the really the great... And then they wrote C-boards because, of course, they drew what True. the people should look like. The actual weight yeah. size they're looking for. It reminds me of what like Margaret Cho said that she went through when she had her sitcom, her short-lived sitcom, yeah. and she almost killed herself, like starving herself and Try everything. To get thin. Because she would go into the boardroom, right, and they would pull down a chart of no. her body and indicate, we need you to lose weight here, 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 and here. You need to look more like you do in the storyboards, <sighs> basically, as opposed uh. to making the storyboards look like... because. Yeah. No. The marketing department had drawn up the storyboard. Yeah, and that's how they cast. And that's exactly what happens with a commercial. Yeah, right. you you actually look for people who look like the storyboards. But this is the language that you're going to love, and I am just directly quoting. Okay, this okay. is the disclaimer. Any actor hired for a McDonald's commercial must be prepared to eat McDonald's products during his slash her performance. Please avoid casting actors with an aversion to eating meat and or other similar products. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's uh, begin with the ending there. The meat and, and or, or other similar products. Which is what we, we sell. Yeah, we're not saying we're selling meat. No. We're selling meat similar products. Meat silacrums. Exactly. Silacrums. Delicious. Yeah, you know, this is a problem because a friend of mine did a, a burger commercial and he wouldn't eat the damn thing and nobody on the set would. So they all had to fake like 
the the production assistant had to eat the burger into teeth marks, and then they put their lips and looked like they were chewing. And uh, that was a major problem when you do six or seven takes and you eat this garbage. And the other thing is those the burgers aren't hot. Those are cold, and then they will draw in felt marker char marks, charbroil marks on the meat, and then shoot a little steam gun on it just before the take to make it look like it's a hot, steamy burger because otherwise it's too hard to control the look of that burger. There's food stylists. There's specifically food stylists on set that work specifically with cold food to make it look like it's hot and steamy, using hair dryers to melt the cheese, felt markers to do char marks, uh, little steam guns to make it look like it's hot off the grill. Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah, that yeah. gross? So, And then you're supposed to eat that? Go to hell. They can have that commercial themselves. I'm not doing it. I thought you would get a little kick. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Haglund, Phil Ernest, the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour. It is uh, uploaded pretty much every week on Monday nights. Almost regular as clockwork. Uh, they've been having some technical difficulties as they have switched um, pro- internet providers, but they seem to be back up and are uh, restocking their past episodes. Uh, that was actually episode 201 with uh, Dean and Phil. You can find them at chillpackhollywoodhour.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to them at iTunes as well. We've got one more um, podcast snippet for you coming up from uh, David Feldman, the David Feldman Comedy Podcast. Uh, but first, we have one more commercial from our sponsor, um, Henderson Pants. Uh, I believe uh, this is a commercial for their uh, turtleneck slacks. This portion of Succotash is brought to you by Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. If you're a gentleman of proportion who tends to leave nothing to the imagination whenever you squat down, or if you've ever been mistaken for a bike rack just by bending over to tie your shoes, maybe it's time to consider checking out a pair of Henderson's turtleneck slacks. Where most pants end, at the waistline, Henderson's turtleneck slacks are just getting started. You get a generous three inches of ribbed cotton fabric that both gives and supports where it counts the gut and buttocks. What's more, there's no need to worry about whether your belt matches your shoes. With Henderson's turtleneck slacks, you just pull them up and forget them. The ingenious turtleneck waist keeps your pants in place. And even if you have to jump around, we guarantee you'll never show anything so much as an inch of butt crack or sliver of that ample full moon. It's always tucked away, safe and sound, in your Henderson's turtleneck slacks. Originally designed for plumbers, construction workers, and priests, you can now pick up a pair of Henderson's turtleneck slacks wherever pantaloons are sold. Our last featured podcast on today's uh, first edition of Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast, is hosted by uh, a guy I've known a long time, a comedian uh, who uh, got his chops in San Francisco. He's become a, a fairly renowned TV writer, Is written with... Bill Maher, The Daily Show. Uh, I think he's written on several award shows before and uh, is now uh, doing, uh, in between the cracks, David Feldman's comedy podcast. Uh, He has a a big cast. They tend to change around. They have some guests. He also recently started appearing on Pacifica Radio, so his show's actually uh, taken on a bit more of a, a political bent, which is actually... Uh, how he got uh, started as a political comic in San Francisco. Let's give a listen to part of David Feldman's comedy podcast. 
The David Feldman Radio Program is made possible by a grant from British Petroleum. Fuel rods, schmool rods. We destroy our planet the old-fashioned way, killing marine life one shrimp at a time. As you know, conservatives are mounting a full-court press to cut federal funding for NPR and PBS. According to our right-wing friends, informing and educating the American people is best left to the free market. You may have heard of the History Channel's new show, Only in America. It's hosted by none other than Larry the Cable Guy. You know, Only in America is the perfect name for that show, just not in the way they intended it. So anyway, we here uh, did some digging and got a look at some of the other shows in development by the free marketeers over at the History Channel. You know, once NPR and PBS go under, we can look forward to over at the History Channel. Wait, wait, don't teach me. NASCAR talk. All things considered, as long as they don't affect profits at Coke Industries. Morning becomes psychotic with John Voight and Michael Moriarty. American Masters, profiles of legendary Southern slave owners, and a very exciting new show called Close Enough, Michelle Bachman's Vague Recollections of American History, and I think we've got a promo. Good evening, my fellow Americans. I'm Representative Michelle Bachman, and it is so good to be coming to you from my home state of Minnesota, where George Washington first freed the slaves. I encourage each and every American to take time and visit us here. You can see Henry Ford's first plant in Highland Park, tour the beautiful Upper Peninsula, and visit the heart of the city that gave birth to the Motown sound of the 1960s. But America is more than just a collection of things and events that may or may not have happened. This country has truly earned its nickname, the birthplace of democracy. America is a rich tapestry, woven so thick with details that it's hard to keep them all straight. I hope you'll join me as I take a stab at it while looking into the wrong camera. Close enough with Michelle Bachman coming this fall to the History Channel, where quality programming is history. There's a little taste of the David Feldman comedy podcast. Uh, again, a uh, an interesting uh, cast. They always uh, have a a full boat of very cool stuff. They do uh, commercial parodies and news parodies and impressions, and sometimes they do uh, their their uh, show in the style of an old style radio show. So you never quite know what the podcast is going to have in it, which is why it makes it so much fun to listen to. You can hear David Feldman on Pacifica Radio. You can also get to him via davidfeldmancomedy.com. And the podcast you can subscribe to via iTunes, of course, as you can, I hope, with this one, which is Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. I've been your host, Mark Hershon. Next week, we will have uh, some more comedy podcast podcasts featured here. Some of the ones you heard this week newer episodes, and some new stuff as well. Uh, you can find us at SuccotashShow.com. You can email me there. You can uh, friend us on Facebook as well, uh, Suckatash Show. I uh, have not even put that page up yet, but I'm hoping it will get there before you hear this. 
And uh, again, I want to thank the fine folks at Henderson Pants for sponsoring today's show. And until next time, uh, this is Succotash. <laughs>